0: Listening to a Sharesies podcast. In Katoa. It's Wednesday, the 20th of April. This is recap brought to you by Sharesies.
1: Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. Here's
0: the disclaimer.
1: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
0: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
1: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
0: G'day there, Henry. Hello, how are you? I'm very good mate. Uh, People listening in, you might have recognised there's a new voice on the show. Uh, It's my pleasure to welcome to... The recap ship, the good old ship recap, uh, Henry uh, from Investor Care. Henry, just quickly, what 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 is it you do for Sheezies? What do you do? How do you pass your time here in the in the great ship Sheezies? Everything's a ship today. I don't know why.
1: Ah, love the naval terms. Love the naval terms. <laughs> I am the answerer or the finder, shall we say, of all investors' questions. If you get in touch with Sheezies on the intercom, um, say hi. I'll be one of the people answering you back. Awesome. So yeah, so you just you know
0: you're talking to investors all day, basically. How many people do you reckon you talk to a day, or you know you, how many inquiries do you think you answer per day on your show? Oh,
1: um, usually aim between sort of fifty and hundred personal. Oh. Uh, pers- yeah, my PB at the moment's five hundred and four in a day.
0: Oh, nice work. That's excellent work. Great, great yeah. stuff. And uh, everybody invested here, including Henry, does a great job and an important job as well. Henry heaps to talk about today. We Let's crack on. Henry, we've got to start with the big news of the day. Uh, Netflix making it to everyone's screens, but for all the wrong reasons.
1: Yes, Netflix making huge headlines across the financial world with a 25% drop in share price after market close in the early hours of the New Zealand morning. The share price took a tumble, even uh, with beating earnings expectations, along with a revenue of seven point eight seven billion US dollars. This follows the earnings call where it reported a two hundred thousand drop in its subscribers. Wow. Okay. So that's uh, that's quite a bit. So that really is some big numbers
0: there. Uh, Has anything like this happened to Netflix's subscriber count before?
1: Not for a very long time, over 10 years, in fact. Uh, the last time Netflix reported a global paid net subscriber loss was back in 2011, where they lost 800,000. Wow, and, uh, did Netflix report any reasons for this large drop? This is where it gets interesting. Mm. Uh, The company mentioned competition from recent streaming launches by traditional entertainment companies, naturally. They also reported the suspension of its service in Russia and the winding down of all Russian paid memberships resulting in a loss of 700,000 subscribers. But its final reason, which is the kicker for me, the company estimates that in addition to its 222 million paying households, access is being shared with more than 100 million additional households through account sharing. Netflix has warned a global crackdown could be coming Uh, what may be my favorite line ever in an earnings call is against rampant password sharing
0: rampant password sharing it's out there people it's kind of like back in the old days uh, when we used to share around sky decoders Um, so where are Netflix where are Netflix where is uh, Netflix sitting now in terms of its share price
1: Uh, Netflix closed on Tuesday uh, U.S. time at $348.61 before falling to $258.90 in the after-hours markets. Uh, That's at the time of recording. It's a 25% drop.
0: Cool. Thanks very much for that, Henry. And I'll continue in season with a look at Johnson & Johnson's results with the pharmaceutical company suspending its COVID-19 vaccine sales forecast. Interesting. Uh,
1: they make the one-shot vaccine, is that right?
0: Yeah, the Johnson Johnson Vax is a one-shot, unlike the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. It can also be refrigerated for a long time and at warmer temperatures than the other vaccines. And it's also uh, 66.9% effective at staving off moderate to serious forms of COVID-19.
1: And so which way have sales swung? I imagine it's hard not to return some profit on COVID these days.
0: Yeah, well, the company had previously predicted it could make as much as 3.5 billion American dollars from the vaccine in 2022. But in its first quarter earnings release today, it pulled that guidance. The company reported pharmaceutical sales of 12.8 billion well shy of forecasts for 13.6 billion and that was due in part to low vaccine sales and the reasons for all that uh for those for those lower than expected sales seems to be a lack of demand their vaccine has been hit with reports of extremely rare blood clots As well as issues around production, Um, last year workers at a plant actually mixed up the ingredients of two different vaccines, ruining 15 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and that has meant demand has been weak in uh, high-income countries.
1: That's a big mistake, that one. Uh, yeah, the vaccine makes up quite a small percentage of doses in the US though, right? Yeah, it's something like 3% in the States
0: and about 2% in Europe. So that means that the Johnson Johnson vaccine has been distributed to lower income countries under a not-for-profit model. Uh, the hope has been that uh, it would prove to be a more user-friendly vaccine in those countries. But in reality, that's been harder than anticipated. According to the company, vaccine hesitancy is higher there than in wealthier countries like the US. And supporting infrastructure, including refrigeration, has been an obstacle.
1: OK, that's the COVID vaccine part of Johnson & Johnson's earnings. How did the rest of the first quarter look? Well,
0: overall, it posted a stronger-than-expected result. Adjusted earnings were at $2.67 per share. That is up 3% from the same period last year, and at least up 8% on what uh, Wall Street's est- well, on what Wall Street was estimating. Sales of medical devices rose 8.5%, beating estimates by $425 million. The company also increased its quarterly dividend to $1.13 per share that's an increase of 6.6%. And um, what about the rest of the year? What does Johnson & Johnson forecast? Well, they've readjusted the guidance. The company says it's looking at earnings between $10 and 15 cents. Uh, to $10.35 now previously that range they estimated was between $10.40 and $10.60 they'd also previously estimated sales for the full year at $100.4 billion that's at the high end of the range Uh, now having removed the vaccine component they're looking at somewhere between $94.8 to $95.8 billion
1: Thanks, Jose. Uh, Shall we finish on some news from the Australian Stock Exchange?
0: Gladly. The lucky country's biggest operator of private hospitals announced today that it had received an indicative takeover offer from a mainly overseas based consortium.
1: I swear they're obsessed with takeovers over there. So, uh, what's the details of this bid?
0: (laughs) Okay, so this is a proposed takeover of Ramsey Healthcare Limited, and it's led by a huge private equity firm called Kohlberg Kravis. Roberts & Co, or KKR for short, in fact that's its ticker, Uh, the deal as presented is worth just over 20 billion Australian dollars, what they're offering is 88 Australian dollars per share, and that represents a premium of nearly 37% over where Ramsey's shares were sitting on close yesterday.
1: I suppose cricket fans must not mistake that with the uh, Kolkata Knight Riders in the IPL there. Oh my god, that Uh, just went straight over my head, I just had
0: no, uh, you're talking about sports Right. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, there are some fans out there, I'm sure. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Uh, Where does this sit amongst other big takeovers in Western Australia?
0: Yeah, I mean, it would rank as the biggest deal in Australia this year. It would also be the biggest private equity backed takeover of an Australian company beating up the likes of Block's
1: purchase of Afterpay. What sort of sounds are Ramsey making?
0: Yeah, and in a statement, the company said talks were at a preliminary stage. It'll provide the consortium with due diligence on a non-exclusive basis. Uh, This means that Ramsey's free to provide due diligence to another party if uh, someone else pops along and also makes a bid. Ramsey also said they were seeking more information from the consortium about how they intend to fund and structure the deal.
1: That was Recap for the 20th of
0: April. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a rating review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or email us recap at shesis.co.nz. And you can also leave a voice message, there is a link in the episode description. We'll see you on Friday. We sure will. Matiwa, see you then.